I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisperer and Brew. Oh, well. Round 13 is finally upon us. The next six weeks of footy are going to be not fun. Supercoach is going to be up in the air. We're going to be checking our team lists every 15 minutes before kickoff because who knows what player is going to pull out. And team list Tuesday today, as predictable as it was, there was some surprises shown up. I am the SC Whisperer. You are listening to the Jewel Vision Podcast. Coach of the Rams Resurgence sitting in a... Nice 300th overall. Joined, as always, by the coach of the Brew World Order. Brewski, how are we? Good, except I doubled my rank last week with that stinker, so that's no good. Yeah, I didn't want to bring up your rank uh, because it, it did take a nosedive, but if we complain... Oh, massive. If we complain for the buys, effectively, we should be able to make, make that back up. Um, how are we traveling for numbers? Look, we'll, we'll touch on the trades you're making later on in the episode, but how are you traveling post-trade with numbers? Because I think um, the lovely Adam Jerusi from the Supercoach Playbook made reference that people in the top 10,000 had an average of 8.6 before trades, and people in the top 100 had an average of 9.6 before trades. So where are you sort of sitting after you've made your trades? Uh, I think I've got 11. 11. I've also got 11. I had... Uh, Upwards of 15 until Origin was named and then Vaella was uh, ruled out with injury and TPJ decided to not play this week. So plenty of carnage. TPJ has been one of the worst trade-ins in recent memory. I bought him in when he got like a 30 and then he had a 70 the week after, which was cool, but then he's been out the last two weeks and now he's being dropped out of my side. Yeah, he's gone from mine too. Heading into the team list Tuesday talking points, there was actually a, a little bit that, that's come up. Uh, the big one, Jason Tamalolo is back in. Uh, the Cowboys desperately need him with the exit of Ruben Cotter to Origin Camp. So he lines up in the 13. Uh, Mo Fodawaka also returns from injury as well. Uh, Isaac Leo is going to be wearing the 13 with David Fafita out for three weeks. Uh, for the Panthers, Staines is in for Brian To'o. Uh, Jennings is in for Stephen Crichton. Uh, Kurt Falls and Sean O'Sullivan will be the halves pairing for this week against the Bulldogs. Smith and Eisenhuth are both in for Liam Martin and Isaiah Yo. TPJ has not been named as we had touched on. Jason Saab, he makes his return for Manly. Uh, Josh Schuster is in the halves with Kieran Foran with Daly Cherry Evans being in origin camp. Vaella, uh, we all held him for three months for this one week apart from you. I know that you were fist pumping about that. He is out with. I was very happy about that. <laughs> he is out with injury. Matt Frawley lines up in the six for the Raiders with Jack White in Origin camp. Uh, Corey Horsburgh starts with Josh Papali'i out, and Kevin Naguama starts with a bit of a reshuffle for the Roosters with Joey Marnie going to fullback. Lot to unpack there, but the big ones: Lolo in, Fafita out. That explains him not being selected for Origin, and yeah, TPJ not named, and Vaella out with injury. We all the owners we held for. Three months waiting for this. He finally had two good scores. We were getting some cash generation happening. And the most important week of Vaella is out. Yeah, I love it. I, uh, I love it. After I saw his, 
his big score last week and his break even. I'm like, shit, I, I sold the wrong guy. Maybe I should have just sold Koala. Like that was uh, cooler. That was my bloody option initially. And then I was like, oh, no, fail is shit. Like let's get rid of him. And then <laughs> he went he went kaboom last week a little bit and got a back-to-back good score. So I'm very happy he's not there personally. The problem is if you're an owner, I feel like you just you have to hold because the break even so low and the cash in has been so poor that like eventually like he's going to come back in and then you've just got to hold him for, for the cash. And I feel like it's not ideal um, with that. What, what do we make of TPJ being out? Obviously, Ruled out last week with a minor back spasm, but obviously hasn't hasn't been named at all this week. Not even in the extended bench. Yeah, I'm look. I'm really, really dirty about that. I um, tell me about it. I I remember I I I wanted to go McInnes, and I was like, you know what, McInnes can wait. Like his price shouldn't go too much. I'll get Pangai. They got a pretty good draw coming up. He'll he'll pay off on the bye week, I'm sure, and. You know, as you said earlier, we got we got one seventy, we got whatever that first 30. week was where he got no minutes and went off four times and and then nothing, nothing. <laughs> it's been all pain, and he is dead set on my never again list after this. I think you and I joked about it back in like round eight that we were looking at TPJ, but maybe we wait until round thirteen so we know he's definitely going to be playing. And I wish we stuck to our advice because yeah, it has not yielded good dividends. He's he's been a very very poor trade in, but. It is what it is. Um, he's out mm. front row. F- the problem is though, if you have him in front row forward and you don't have any jewels, it is grim. There's, there's. Oh, Joe, is it what? Joe Tarpany. Tarpany. That's about it. Tarpany's the best option, basically. See, yeah, I see what for, for the actual buy. Apart from, I, apart I was from, really hoping yeah. that Fletcher Baker was going to get a start this week. I, I was because, well, for a few reasons, I thought that would leave Butcher on an edge, which is good for the Butcher owners and it's better for his scoring. You know, I, I feel like he'll probably only get 45 or 50 potentially this week playing lock unless he goes over the line. I thought, oh, if that happens, there's a spot there. Come on, Fletch. Pay so off Chile, for so me Chile's at been last. the and, bench as well. And he's yeah, it's just the same role. So he's he's just wasted to me. He's at that awkward price where I'm just pretty much going to be stuck with him. I reckon. Yeah, it, it is. It's one of those. Ones. I've I've got Andrew Feeder in that category. Just that awkward cheapie that hasn't pay, panned out. Yeah. Uh, what else has happened? Feeder out for three weeks. So that that explains why he wasn't selected for Origin. Looks like he's re-aggravated the injury that he had. So put a line through him. Uh, I know some people when they saw him not named for origin were, were having their hopes up with, uh, with the super coach docs, but put a big red line through him. And Jason Tamalolo has returned as well for the Cowboys. Reese Robson still played 80 last week with um, Jack Granville on the bench. So that's, that's a, a big win for Robson owners. Yeah. I, I kind of expected that to happen. I, I think I said it last week. I, I feel like Granville will just play more of a roving role and, and that it wouldn't affect him. So for the owners, I'm I'm glad that was the case. For Fida, man, I, I nearly bought for Fida last week. I was going to pot it and go. I'm going to go a week early because my plan was kind of always to get him this week. And my trades yesterday before the news, I had him and I had a I had trades that I really liked, and he kind of just threw them off. And I'm, I'm really dirty. He went and injured himself again. Yeah, my, it was a my, great VC option. My trades were thrown out the window as well this afternoon. Uh, and the other thing, at 1.4%, Josh Schuster is in the halves. Now, he played six from memory twice last year and scored both 90-point games in both of them. Yeah, yeah but where does he go after that? That's, 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 that's what I was sort of pausing with. I'm just trying to think, like, does he overthrow Davey? Um, in the in the back row spot because he does still look a little bit underdone, Schuster. 
And I think Des likes him off the bench but having a bit of an impact. So I don't know. I mean, if we if we got confirmation that he was going back to starting next week, yeah, I'd be all over it. But I just don't have any surety that what his role is going to be next week. Yeah, it's real tough because first week back he started and, and you know, he, he looked a little bit fat and underdone and whatnot, but he still played the minutes and he, and he still performed pretty well. There were some errors in there, obviously, but since then all bench and even this week, like I kind of expected that maybe he would, would, you know, get the edge spot this week and they might bring in a rook or something to, to have a go beside for him, but not to be the case. Not to be the case indeed. Hey, I don't think there's a, normally we do the top 10 most bought, top five most sold. I think we just go top five both these weeks because buyers are just going to throw things out of the way. And Number one on the most bought-in list, no surprises. Origin, he was left out in favour of someone like a Ryan Madison, but looks like he's hitting his strides. And he's Angus Crichton, back on his preferred side, bought in at time of recording by 12.5% of teams, which is huge. Uh, as Considering he is, as well, 553k, normally you'd see those numbers from a cheapy prospect. So to see Angus at 550 being brought in um, by basically 12 out of every 100 teams is huge, but it's definitely for good reason. Oh, absolutely. I've been on him for weeks. As soon as he went back to the left, he's the Roosters don't really play too much right this season. It's they've kind of gone back to their old way of being left side dominant, and they don't they play the right as much. And since Crichton's got his eighty minutes back and been moved back to his proper position on the left hand side, he's just he's punching out scores every week. And you know this guy's a try scorer, and he hasn't scored a try this year. So hopefully this weekend is the week he um he was always going to be. One of my trade-ins this week, probably my first trade-in as a priority, and I'm I'm glad he didn't make Origin. Yeah, he's just been he's been killing it, and considering yeah he scored 11 tries in 22 games last year, scoring one in every uh, 0.5 games, and he hasn't had any this year. Average has dropped off dramatically, but it's definitely creeping back up, playing big minutes. That base is getting back up through the roof, and for mine, he's probably going to be my captain this week as I'm as I am bringing him in. Number two on the list, and you argue who is the bigger priority between one and two, and I can't split them. It's Joseph Manu, 606K, back to that fullback role that he thrives in. I honestly think he'd be a top five fullback in the game if he played there regularly. People are bringing him in. Is he a season-long keeper? I guess that's up for debate. But at 606K against the Raiders side, available at center wing, available at fullback, bought in by 6.1% of teams. Are we liking the Manu bring-in? Yeah, actually, I've been asked this same question by multiple people. Uh, one of my mates, Todd, asked me, he asked me to discuss it on the show, so we can do that at some point. But it's the basically, it's the Garrick versus Manu question. I think a lot of people are having that same debate as to which way we lean in terms of preference. I definitely like Manu this week. Obviously, he is playing in the number one. I'm interested to see if there's a late switch maybe with Sawali or potentially a, a switch even during the game. I don't think it'll happen personally, but there was, was rumours that Sawali, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they do consider him the future fullback, obviously being such a young kid and, and, and such a good prospect. So it will be interesting to see what happens there. I, I like the Manu pick. Uh, I just don't like the Roosters next three weeks. And that for that reason, I'm not looking at Manu. If you look at their next few weeks, I think they'll Canberra this week. And then I think they go into a run of something like um, Melbourne, Parramatta, Penrith off the top of my head. That's three pretty hard teams on the trot. And that's not for me. 
It's yeah, an well, important period, and I don't want that. Let's let's discuss Garrick in a second, but let's quickly touch on number three most traded in this week, and that is Joseph Tarpany. Now, available dual second row forward, front row forward, 542K, uh, 5.2% of teams bringing him in this week. Looks like he's got a really good floor. Looks like Ricky's putting some more faith in him. The bench that they've got as well, like it's quite raw, the bench. So I expect good minutes from Tarpany, and he's probably overthrown um, Big Papa as sort of the, the leader of that Raiders pack. Like he's played some very good footy this year. Yeah, look, I've, I've nicknamed him Trapani for the last probably five years, but I don't think that's the case anymore. He's pretty consistent. He loves an attacking stat. I guess the disclaimer is that he plays in Ricky Roulette. <laughs> he plays so, the Raiders. And that's, it's, yeah, and that's the thing for me. I actually looked at him this week, to be honest, because I did have the similar circumstance where I kind of needed to go front row forward. And as it turns out, Arrow didn't make origin and, and Pangai obviously, you know, he's not playing. So I got to move things around a little bit, but I was seriously looking at him and I just went, you know what, who's to say that, you know, he's not going to get moved to lock in two weeks or play off the bench in three weeks. It's, you just never know with Ricky and I just, I can't trust it, but by the numbers, great pick and he's dual. I'm pretty sure as well. He does. He's got a really nice handy dual of, of two RF front row forward. I, th- I think he's got a really good floor, and I definitely don't hate the pickup at all. I was actually looking at myself, but I was about 10k off doing the moves that I wanted to do. So, yeah, I had to skip on Tarpany, but I, I really, I really do like the trade in. So let's let's discuss Ruben Garrick. He's the fourth most traded in player, dual position, uh, center wing, fullback, 627k, brought in by 4.1% of teams. Compared to Manu, it's 6.1%. There's only two percent difference between splitting these two, and I'm leaning towards the Garrick camp. Personally, I think Manly have a pretty good run home in terms of like the finals. I think they have a really good round 22 to 25. Um, he's goal kicking, which is going to add a little bit more. And he's got a really good base. We saw that from a 32, 33 point performance last week, just in pure base. I prefer him. You are paying a little bit more. You're paying 28K more for Garrick, but I think it's it's money well spent, to be honest. Yeah, I'm 100% on the Garrick side, personally. Uh, I completely lean Garrick, and it's not even close a little bit like you said, the base is higher. He's got the goal kicking. He showed what he can do last week when Manly don't score a lot of points. So if you are worried about the no turbo factor, I think that should be a little bit negated by what you saw last week. Their draw is a hell of a lot better than the Roosters draw. As I said, go check the Roosters draw out. The next month is terrible. Um, the Roosters seem to be favoring a left side attack. Manu plays on the right, obviously. I guess you could argue that maybe Teddy sits out and maybe Teddy does this, but they're maybes. I don't really want to deal in maybes over this period. I'd rather just deal with what you know and and you know that Garrick's going to have a good floor with a high upside. The extra money is worth it for me. If you go deeper into Manly's draw, because I have had a look, they've got, I think, three separate runs where back-to-back weeks they do play tougher opponents. But outside of that, it's all just you know, chop liver, like they, they can walk all over those teams if they turn up. So there's a lot of upside and, and finals, like, like Josh said, it's an important time, especially if you play head to head and he could win your head to heads. So for me, it's, it's Gary hands down. Yeah. I just think that come round 23, 24, if I've run out of trades and I've got to play someone, I'd, I'd be picking Garrick. Like if I have to, move some things around and, and if, if I'm down in my last sort of my, my last roll of the dice and I, I need to put a vice captaincy on someone to go big 
I'm just taking Garrick. Now, I, I just like the fact he's playing fullback. He's getting his hands in the ball a little bit more than what he would on the wing. Um, and also goal kicking, it's going to add 8 to 12 points a game, sort of on average. So I do like that upside. But I do expect Manu to outscore Garrick this week. Um, full disclosure, I think this week Manu will outscore him. I, will, I think he outscores him by probably 20 points. Um, and then it's a case of, yeah, between now and the season's end, do you think Garrick makes up that difference? Um, do you agree? Do you think Manu tops Garrick this week? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I Fullback versus Canberra no. or fullback versus Warriors? I, I prefer Garrick. Uh, Raiders have been playing some pretty good footy this week. They're not really missing too many bodies. Whiten is a loss, but they've just had a period with no Whiten and they went all right. I don't know um, why I've actually said Manu will go big, considering if we... Let's let's skip forward to our hot takes a little bit. Um, Manu does feature there, and I have said an underline on him. So just disregard exactly what I said about him outscoring. I forgot. I thought that the Roosters were playing the Warriors and Manly were playing Canberra. Scratch that. Um, I still think yeah, Gary Gatt scores Manu. I was, I was seriously wondering. I'm like, man, he's got some confidence. No, here. yeah, I've, I've, read the, I've, read the fixture, <laughs> I've read the fixtures wrong. So just disregard me. Um, the fifth most purchased player on the list, if you go onto Supercoach Twitter or NRL Twitter, uh, many would have you believe he is the best fullback in the state. And that is Dylan Edwards. Oh, here we go. Fullback for the Panthers uh, versus the Bulldogs this week. 554, 545K, apologies. Uh, brought in by 3.1% of teams. Now, every year, Dylan Edwards' name sort of gets thrown up around this this time because he, he is good cover um, and he has sort of proven that he's a, a decent 60 average kind of guy. Uh, it, the, the problem is though, like comparing him to Manu or Garrick or whatever, when the time comes... Tedesco. No, no, like just in Supercoach, like um, Manu, Garrick, sort of whoever, when the time comes to move them around, you can't with with uh, Edwards. Like he's, if you're, br- if you're bringing him in, you're trading him out in a couple of weeks. Whereas you bring in Manu, you bring in Garrick, you can easily move them up to your center wing. And sort of, they sit there for the rest of the season. Whereas uh, Edwards, you'd be forced to sort of have him as your second fullback, which leans me sort of against him. Unless you have like a, pl- a plethora of trades up your sleeve. Yeah. You need a lot of trades and it would need to be a, like a short term play, a little bit like, the way I used Dufty last year, you'd have to back that Edwards is about to go on a month-long run, make some cash at a key time so that you can flip him on to, well, I guess Pappenhausen in round, say, 16 or or even Teddy, you know, at, during that period. That's the only way I would do um, Dylan Edwards. Yeah, no, uh, I also agree. Not a huge fan of it. Hey, let's move into the top five most sold. Number one at 390K, he's probably peaked. He's now moved to the bench doesn't play the buy. It's Blake Taff uh, being sold by 12.2% of sides. Um, you in agreement on this one, I'm assuming? Yeah, makes complete sense. He, he's at that area where he's a, either a handy downgrade option where you can, you know, just take him right down and free up cash or you can sneak him up into the 600 player if you bank some cash. So it makes sense. 
a lot of sides also set up now where you shouldn't be too limited as to who you trade him to because I'm sure most people own Nico Hines. Most people own a cooler or Sawali or whoever. So if Taff mm-hmm. is in your fullback spot, you trade him out. You can move Hines down. You can move um, Suwali down or you can move Hines up to halfback or you can move some people. There's, there's plethora of trade options like Tago um, can go from 2RF to centre. So like he can free up a 2RF spot. So it's not out of the realm to go someone like a Taff to a Crichton just via some jewels, to be honest. Um, number two, most sold. I think his time in the sun has also come to an end. Uh, one of the ones that have that got away from me, and I really wish I did pick him up, but I was always concerned about game time, and that's Josh King, 2RF front row forward, 462K, um, peaked at just nearly just under 500,000. Melbourne have the buy this week. Obviously not an origin candidate, so he could stick around to around 17, but seems these scores are sort of on the downward trajectory, and, and 6.2% of coaches also agree with that, and uh, they have traded him out. Yeah, it's a little bit like Taffy. He, he's done his job more so than Taff because he's been a playable playable character for most of the most of the season. So he's done a great job. I'm a little bit dirty that I never I never went there. One of the cheapies of the preseason, one of the most I think he was the most owned player, Lachlan Ilias. Uh, has the handy jewel of 5'8 halfback, has only made owners 121k playing in a south side who have looked sp- spotty in patches, but he's definitely had his chance. I don't, yeah, it's just one of these ones that, that never sort of panned out. I mean, 125k is, is great, but it could have been better, and 3.2% of coaches have moved him on this week. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of glad I missed that boat because very disappointing, I guess. We thought that he was going to be a a cheap, a goal-kicking bottom-dollar cheapie that would make you 300K, and it just never really turned out that way. Number four in the most sold list, Kelmatuolagi, 312K, made owners less than $60,000 at the time of selling. 3.1% of coaches agree selling Tumalangi. Uh, looks like he's off to Manly. The Tigers are very much under fire. A coach could be walking out this week. He isn't starting. I'd say he's done his job, but he hasn't really done much, really. Yeah, if I'm a Manly fan, I've re- I wouldn't be really too excited about picking him up. He he was such a prospect, I guess, like everyone thought that he was going to be this big thing, but he's he's kind of lazy, to be honest, and makes sense to sell him, but you should have sold him two weeks ago. I think he has been riddled a little bit with injury, but he, he's looked okay in patches, but yeah, never really put it together this year, unfortunately. We're now three months into the season. And number fifth, most sold player this week, uh, an, another origin snub, another origin snub with dual flexibility, and Jai Arrow, 460K. Uh, he's basically made owners no money. He hasn't lost him anything. He's made 2.4K, and 2.6% of coaches have moved on from Jai Arrow. A common theme here is all these players have a blue dot next to their name, um, meaning they are not eligible for this week's play. Yeah, well, I initially was selling Arrow myself this week, but with Pangai's, you know, name missing from the team sheet, I, I've opted to to hold Arrow, and I might hold him indefinitely because there's obviously a now a chance that he might play the second buy. Um, I'll kind of watch this space. So I'm looking at a few moves maybe next week, so I can see why people are selling him because he's, you know, he's scoring 55 every week basically, and it's kind of boring and. You know, it's neither here nor there, and it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it is boring, but I think at 460K, he's not going to lose any money. So if you can hold, it's fine. He's got a nice jewel to move around with. Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking. Oh, last week was a bit of a bit of a bust. I mean, we nailed the Munster VC, but the problem is mm. it was in a weird spot. He, he got a weird score to try and loop from 100 and, what, it was 106 at full time. It was one of those weird ones, and 
the big guys like uh, like Hines and Cleary didn't fire, but the right choice was Teddy, which I don't think you and I uh, brought up. So let's try and nail them this week. And straight off the bat, first game, Josh Josh Drinkwater, Scott Drinkwater. Um, I, I feel like if you feel like if you own Drinky. I went to school with Josh Drinkwater. Yeah, nice. Uh, That's a name for the plus. I feel like if you own Drinky, uh, he's definitely a viable VC option. Uh, I also feel like if you just want to go for the pure ceiling, um, Tago and May, obviously without their main halves, but kick out of there, they, they could find some points. Um, I've also put Burton here as a sneaky shout, bro, uh, to prove a point against his old club. Bit of a narrative we could spin there. Uh, but to, for me, I think Garrick is the standout VC of the round. Although I don't hate Reese Walsh either, um, and you can't go past Hamole. Uh, but the obvious captain choices for mine are Angus Crichton and Joey Manu, if you own. Yeah, I um. Have I pulled the rug out and just... named and named every player that you were gonna <laughs> you were gonna say as well? Uh well, there's not there's not a big uh, yeah. I was gonna say, I, feel like I feel like I've I feel like I've named week. half the round there. <laughs> I might just. I might just go straight into mine then. So you mentioned Matt Burton. Matt Burton is my half pickup of the week. Um, I'm actually getting Matt Burton in this week myself. Um, and I am putting the vice captain on him because I do like a bit of a revenge game against a, a Panthers side that's missing seven or eight players. There is a chance. I think that he could, um, could maybe turn up. He's, he's got, I think three seventies in his last four games. Dogs run from here on out. It's not too bad. And, if they're not winning contests, but they're scoring points in a manner like they did last week, that's all we really need from Burton because he's such a talented player and he's goal kicker. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm going to go the full pod route this week. Get Matt Burton in. I'm it's, I think it's eventually. I think it's warranted because it's it's definitely a, it's just a free loop. Um, and I can see people in the chat asking cap, uh, players that don't play the buy um won't, won't be locked out until the last game of the round. So you could just captain anyone if the VC goes big. Correct. Um, and then my, there's two guys I really like this week for captain. You've already said them. That's Harmoli and Angus Crichton. So at the moment, I think I'm going to think I'm going to captain Crichton, but Harmoli against the Warriors, I think he's due. We haven't seen him score for a little bit. Cherry not being there is a factor for me because Cherry's normally the guy that would put him over, but he's, he, I just feel like he's one of their more damaging players and they're probably going to need somebody to, you know, kind of step up a little bit. Maybe Hummelie does that and, and crashes over the line. If he does that, you'd think he'd probably be a safe 80 or 90 plus. So Hummelie's probably my top pick at the moment. Yeah, well, he, he did 71. Uh, he got 71 last week doing absolutely nothing, dropped the ball about 400,000 times, conceded about 10 penalties and still got 71. So... Just show you, shows you the bloke was shooting out points for fun. And if he crashed over the line, it's definitely a, a three-figure score. Now, with with a free loop, what are we thinking? Because I don't want to get too great. If, if I'm going to... I'll just put it out there. I'm vice-captain Garrick and captaining Angus. If Garrick gets 65, I'm probably just going to loop that, to be honest. Yeah, 75 was the figure I was going to go just take when the points. you said it. But, yeah, I'm not going to muck around, like, especially like after last week, you know, we sit there and debate whether we loop a ton you know in three or four years ago a ton was a loop we kind of debated it a lot last week you know it burnt me personally uh, I know I didn't burn you you ended up slightly on top but for me like I was 100% looping that and then I I kind of fell down to public opinion that it wasn't a loopable score and so this week by week you know 
I think if it starts with a seven, I hundred percent, I'm just going to take that and and be happy with it. Yeah, no, I I also agree. So seventy would um seventy would be probably the the, the ideal point because there's no AE to contend with. Like we don't have to worry about a ten pointer affair coming on and just ruining that because it's it's literally a free loop. So I'm probably going to take seventy a share. You're right. Um, let's move into some hot takes because last week we I went pretty good. I don't know how you went. I can't remember what you put on there. I don't know if you've written them down. But last week I had Cody Walker hundred plus big tick there. I had Cam Munster over a hundred big tick there. I had Selwyn Cover under forty five. Ah, that one didn't go so well. I think you got sixty odd. So sixty odd in an Origin call up. Um, do you remember what you had last week? I think I had a Munster going a hundred plus, which I got. But I, I honestly I can't remember. I can't remember last week's ones. Awesome. And normally I do write them down, but I've got the uh, I've got the week before's sitting in front of me. <laughs> Good audio content. Um, this week I, as I said, I've got Joey Manu under sixty, and I don't know why I said he'd score more than Garrett because I'd written this down today. So Manu under sixty. I've got Hamole, your boy, over eighty, and I've got big kick out. I have a bounce back with eighty plus as well. Oh, I, I, kick out was one of mine. And uh, we didn't mention him before, but I really do like him as a VC option too. Similar reasoning, you know, without their halves there, I feel like he, he's going to get touch that ball probably a little bit more. And, you know, the dog's defense is, you know, a bit leaky at times. So, you know I what think he's like, I, there's I think a fair I'm, chance. I remember a game last year where he just, he he indented Kyle Flanagan into the ground about 10 times. And I think he's got a hat trick that game and may have scored 140 odd points. Uh I d- yeah, I can't remember. What I think that I remember was. It was because I was in a group period. chat. I was in a group chat with Tim Moody. I think he captured that week. <laughs> he was going berserk. Uh, nice. So yeah, I, I like the kick out option. I was going to go the kick out actually scores a hundred plus, but it's kind of a little bit similar to yours. So I'll make one up on the fly. I'm going to go Zach Wolford this week to crash over for a try against the Roosters. I hate that kid. And go sixty plus. So Dead that one's. I don't know if that's spicy, but considering he's only really been getting about 30 points, I feel like it's it's there or thereabouts. Um, what else we got? Angus. I like Angus to break his try drought this weekend. So Angus to score. Angus scores. We'll say that he goes 90 plus. We can say 100 if you want to be on the bold front. And now I've kind of got to make one up on the fly now because you've just uh, taken one of mine. Uh, what do we got? Have a look at these games. Another one, another one that I was considering was was going the Matt Burton narrative with a with a hundred plus affair against his old club. Oh, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I'm going to go drink water this week, even against an easy opponent going sub fifty. Oh well, you got you got twelve last week, so <laughs> that was a hard opponent. But it, it was, it was. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Let's move on to our trades before we wrap up the round 13 preview. Uh, I've cut ties with Thomas Darling. I held him for round 13, but seeing... You cut ties this week? Yeah, that, that photo of him like on the bench and there was like Ricky on the other end and he just looked so sad. Like That was me. <laughs> hey, that, was, that was me heading into to Sunday night recording the podcast. I mean, yeah, we held him for this long, but uh, I unfortunately with TPJ ruled out, I need to make some moves. And so Tom Starling is out for Angus Crichton. Um, via some jewels, we'll move uh, what, what's his name, Ruben Cotter, up to to hooker, and that means we have to free up some cash. So we're going TPJ and the Ramsey resurgence. So recalling um, abandoned Jason Tamalolo, so we're bringing Lolo back in. We were considering CSC with Takiaho. 
I was actually considering Joe Tarpany, but I was 10K off that, unfortunately. So we're bringing in Lolo. So just to recap, Starling and Angus for TBJ and Lolo. Okay. I actually like the Lolo move. I think um, I think this week he'll, he'll probably go well. He normally goes well on the buy round. And I, I think Cotter's minutes will probably drop off a little bit and Lolo's might pick up. So could be a could be a good move for you there. Oh, we also forgot to, we uh, also f- forgot to mention the the emergence of Billy Smith back in the in the teamless oh. Tuesday roundup. Everyone that held, they finally get Billy Smith back in the lineup. Chris Todd, congratulations, boys, you did it. Uh, my trades for this week, I can't remember who was for who because jewels are crazy these times. At one point, I was trading a fullback for a hooker, which is in years past, which is crazy. At the moment, mine's tricky because. I was initially trading Ryan Pappenhausen. I was going to get Garrick, Angus Crichton, and one of Burton and Aitken. That was going to be my moves. Um, but I found a way to do some trades, which means I can hold Pappenhausen another week. And if I hold him this week, I'll probably just hold him until he comes back. And that's trading Pangai, Wishart, and Katoni Staggs for Matt Burton, Angus Crichton, and your favorite player, Zach Wolford. I did want a cheaper option, but we didn't really get one on teams list. And I don't really want to go Tyrell May because he only got four points last week. And I think he might be a do you ne- AE What position man. do you need? Can Can you get a halfback? No, because I brought in Burton. Uh, I was going to say, because I don't mind Kurt Falls as a good pickup if you need the numbers desperately. Um, goal kicking for Penrith won't be an AE nightmare. Bottom dollar price. The only problem is he's not uh, dual flexibility. Um, but I don't hate that. Just to round up, uh, I am doing Starling out for Angus Crichton. I'm doing TPJ out for Jason Tamalolo. Uh, I have 16 trades left, and I have 11 players for the round. Brewski? Uh, I have 11 players for the round. I think I'm going to have 15 trades left. Yeah, 15 trades will be left. And... My trades, as I said, still a little bit up in the air, but I'm looking to bring in Angus Crichton, definitely. Matt Burton, most definitely, I'd say. And then the third one will be a, a just a cheapie of some sort to to allow those trades and hold Pappenhausen. Awesome. No worries. Uh, for everyone in the chat, thank you so much for your participation tonight. I just, we just don't have the time tonight to answer the questions. Brew and I will make sure we definitely answer them Sunday night. So make sure you stop back by and we'll definitely have a listener exclusive uh, Q&A. I've just got to duck off tonight. Uh, mate, I'm very, very excited. We've done a lot of buyer planning. It's blown up in my face. Uh, Daniel Tupo, Vaela, Cotter, all just up in smoke. So uh, it'll be interesting. I opted to hold Daniel Tupo because I do feel he could be a season-long keeper. So we decided to hang nice. on to him. Good. I was I was tempted because I, I think I could have done... Um, I could have, I don't know, I, I did something, but we're, we're going to keep him for now and then we'll go from there. Uh, any final words before we venture off today, mate? Just good luck. Buy rounds are crazy. Sometimes you get the cheapest players scoring the biggest points and your studs get duds. So may the force be with you. What do we reckon a good score is? Seven? 800. Seven, 800? Uh, well, 11 players with a 50 average. That's what, 600 plus, plus a, a captain. captain. Yeah, probably 700 plus is going to be a good one. Yeah, I expect to see a few slight red arrows, um, but hopefully not too many. We can make a run coming home. And then with you at 11 players, I think you're in a good spot with your rank, so you should see some nice green when Matt Burton gets a, a 150. Three tries, two oh. try assists. Please. <laughs> and, the, and the loop. Uh, all right, guys. I've been Jesse Whisperer. I've been joined by Bruce C. Uh, you've been listening to the Dual Position Podcast. As always, thank you very much. Good luck. Have fun. And as always, bye for now. Ciao for now, guys. Bye.